You will become what you think about. And that is the quote of the day. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Happy Wednesday to you. Today's featured speaker is Mr. Earl Nightingale. And this talk really piggybacks on what Bob Proctor was talking about on Monday. If you remember at the end of Bob's talk, he says, you don't become what you think about. You become what you think about and internalize. And the way that you internalize it is through feeling. You know, like I said Monday, getting into the feeling of the wish fulfilled, getting into the feeling of the goal achieved. And that's exactly what Earl is talking about here. We all have to have goals. A life without a goal is just a really boring, just blah life. And so we have to get clear on what our goals are and we have to internalize them, really get into that feeling. And without further ado, here's Earl Nightingale. We are at our very best and we are happiest when we are fully engaged in work we enjoy on the journey toward the goal we've established for ourselves. It gives meaning to our time off and comfort to our sleep. It makes everything else in life so wonderful, so worthwhile. Most people, when they think of the word success, tend to equate it with lots of money. Sometimes that's a natural part of the goal and tells us how well we're doing, but not always by any means. Success is whatever we want it to be that is worthy of us, That's why I commented earlier that success may also be defined as the pursuit of a worthy ideal. For example, I can't imagine anyone being more successful than an outstanding teacher who's striving to know more about the art of teaching and the subject matter that will catch the interest of his or her pupils, who understands that every student is different and learns at a different rate of speed. Joy and satisfaction come to us from serving others, and there are literally millions of ways of doing that. For those whose goals involve the serving of great numbers of people, chances are they'll be richly rewarded indeed. In fact, for many, a goal is a certain level of income or a certain amount of money in an investment account. A goal is an individual thing, as individual as the person, him or herself. Since no two people are exactly alike, it stands to reason that no two of us will have exactly the same goals. One thing a goal must do, however, is fill us with positive emotion when we think about it. It must be something we want very much to bring about. The more intensely we feel about a goal, the more assuredly the idea buried deep in our subconscious will direct us along the path to its fulfillment. I once used the quotation... No one gets rich without enriching others. I received a letter from a man in Utah who wrote, How about those who get rich in the drug trade or those who produce and sell pornography? How do they enrich others? It was a good question, especially in these times. I wrote back to him and told him that my definition of success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal. Certainly people in the drug and pornography business would not qualify as successful. What they're doing is counterproductive, destructive, and involves, in the case of drugs, the enslavement and death of thousands. And I went on to say that while our needs are few and relatively simple, 
Our wants, in this incredibly affluent society, are virtually endless. By meeting those wants, whatever they may be, we serve others, not always to their benefit, nor to our own, nor would I call those in drugs and pornography successful, nor do their riches amount to much if they're apprehended and sent to prison. But I did stop using that quotation. It is possible to get rich without enriching others. But for most of us, it's not the way we want to go. It's nothing to take pride in. Why bother when there are so many positive, excellent, and productive ways to serve others? But whatever our goal happens to be, if we stay with it, if we're fully committed to it, we'll reach it. That's the way it works. It's estimated that about 5% of the population achieves unusual success. For the rest, averages seem to be good enough. Most seem to just drift along, taking circumstances as they come, and perhaps hoping from time to time that things will get better. I like to compare human beings with ships, as Carlyle used to do. It's estimated that about 95% can be compared to ships without rudders, subject to every shift of wind and tide, they're helplessly adrift, and while they fondly hope that they will one day drift into some rich and bustling port, you and I know that for every narrow harbor entrance, there are a thousand miles of rocky coastline. The chances of their drifting into port are a thousand to one against them. Our state lotteries wax rich on such people. So do the slot machines at Las Vegas and Atlantic City. They look to luck, but don't seem to realize how steeply the odds are stacked against them. Someone wins from time to time, to be sure, but the odds are still there. But the 5% who have taken the time and exercised the discipline to climb into the driver's seat of their lives, who have decided upon a challenging goal to reach and fully committed themselves to reaching it, sail straight and far across the deep oceans of life, reaching one port after another and accomplishing more in just a few years than the rest accomplish in a lifetime. If you should visit a ship in port and ask the captain for his next port of call, he'll tell you in a single sentence. Even though the captain cannot see his port, his destination, for fully 99% of the voyage, he knows it's there, and that barring an unforeseen and highly unlikely catastrophe, he'll reach it. All he has to do is keep doing certain things every day. If someone asks you for your next port of call, your goal, could you tell him? Is your goal clean and concise in your mind? Do you have it written down? It's a good idea. We need reminding, reinforcement. If you can get a picture of your goal and stick it to your bathroom mirror, it's an excellent idea to do so. Thousands of successful people carry their goals written on a card in their wallets or purses. When we ask people what they're working for, chances are they'll answer in vague generalities. They might say, no good health or happiness or lots of money. That's not good. Good health should be a universal goal. We all want that and do our best to achieve and maintain it. But happiness is a byproduct of something else, and lots of money is much too vague. It might work, but I think it's better to choose a particular sum of money. The better, the clearer our goal is defined, the more real it becomes to us, and before long, the more attainable. Happiness comes from the direction in which we're moving. Children are happier on Christmas morning, before opening their presents, than they are Christmas afternoon. No matter how wonderful their presents may be, it's after Christmas. They'll enjoy their gifts, to be sure, but we often find them querulous and irritable Christmas afternoon. We're happier on our way out to dinner than we are on the way home. We're happier going on vacation than we are coming home from it. 
and we're happier moving toward our goals than even after they've been accomplished, believe it or not. That's why it's so important to set new goals as soon as the current one is realized, and we should never stop this process. All the days of our lives, we should be engaged in moving toward, earning, and looking forward to a new plateau on which to stand, a new goal to accomplish. If you, like so many millions of Americans, don't know what it is you want sufficiently to name as your primary goal, I recommend you make out a want list. Take a notepad. Go off by yourself and write down the things you'd really like to have very much, or do. One might be a beautiful new home, or a trip around the world, a, a visit to some special country or place. You might be yearning for a sailboat or a motor yacht, or if you're an avid fisherman, you might want to go salmon fishing in Alaska or trout fishing in New Zealand. It might be a business of your own or a particular position with your company. It might be a certain income that will permit you to live the way you'd like to live, or, as I said earlier, a certain amount of money in good investments or in a savings account. How about a special make of car or an addition to your present home? Just write down everything you can think of that you would really like to see come about in your life. Then, when you've exhausted your wants, go over the list again and number the items in the order of their importance. Then make number one your present goal. Listen to this message often, as I hope you'll listen to all the messages until they become a habit-knit way of thinking and doing things. Believe me, the system works. It works every time. Life plays no favorites. If anyone can succeed, and millions do, so can you. Of one thing you may be sure, you will become what you think about. If your thinking is circular and chaotic, your life will reflect that chaos. But if your thinking is orderly and clear, if you have a goal that's important for you to reach, then reach it. You will. One goal at a time. That's important. That was Earl Nightingale. Of course, he's the co-founder of Nightingale Conant, the company that hooks us up with all of these incredible clips. And so please support them over at nightingale.com. This clip comes from Earl's audio program called Lead the Field. Classic. If you just to say, oh my God, I don't know which audio program I want to get, get this one. Lead the Field. It's an older program, but it is gold. It's available on iTunes, audible.com, nightingale.com. And it might be on the Nightingale Conant Insiders app. I can't recall. So don't quote me on that, but uh, it's really good. You got to listen to it. Don't just listen to it once. Listen to it over and over and over again. And uh, that's it for me. I will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, we've got my main man, Jake Ducey. I will see you then. Peace. Peace.